Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome, welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. We are coming to you. Uh, people often say, Misha, where do you record the podcast? It is in a fancy podcasting studio. It is. It is, in fact, inside of the car of our podcast producer, Josh Block. It is a very nice car, and we are in that car right now. Welcome to the Trampling Hall podcast, coming to you from Josh's car. I am your host, Misha Globerman. A Trampling Hall is a lecture series that takes place not in a car, but in a bar. That bar is usually in Toronto. Uh, sometimes we're in other cities. People at Trampling Hall can give talks on all kinds of topics with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. It cannot be their job to know the thing. Uh, after each lecture, I take questions from the audience. So you'll hear me again at the end of the podcast. This is that podcast. The way the podcast works is we do them in short seasons of six episodes. We're about halfway through uh, the current season. Uh, each episode is one lecture and one Q&A. Uh, this season, all the episodes are chosen by Kate Bars. She went through the archives and chose six fantastic uh, lectures for you. If you like this and you're in Toronto and you want to go do something and it's Monday night, you are in for a treat uh, if it's the correct Monday night, which is you can come see the show uh, at uh, the Garrison in Toronto. You should go to our website, sign up for our email list, and we'll let you know when the shows are happening. Uh, but now, now is not the time for that. Now is the time for this. It is the time for the Trampling Hall podcast lecture. Uh, you may be wondering if it contains mature language. The answer is it probably does. It probably does. Who's to say? You're to say. You'll find out. Here it comes. Here it comes. Maybe with mature language inside. The topic is self-care, and the lecturer is Daryl Gamotin. Hi. The recent pervasiveness of the term self-care is quantifiable, like most things these days, by social media. In 2017, the hashtag self-care was used to tag 1.6 million images on Instagram. In comparison, the most frequently used emoji, the single red heart, was shared a mere 575,381 times. As of this morning, the top posts of hashtag self-care on Instagram uh, were an image of something called a chocolate AVO protein smoothie <laughs> by the user Sugar and Stirred. Um, uh, there was an image of the back of a woman looking out onto a balcony uh, which looked like a wheat field of some sort um, with a wool blanket around her shoulders uh, that said the words Hotels Wheat Himet printed onto it. 
Uh, and then the last one was a, a blurry image of a page of a bullet journal with the handwritten words, building your self-esteem with a compliment jar. Um, <laughs> right next to it was a, a watercolored image of said compliment jar, which appeared to be half full of compliments. Uh, in preparation of this lecture, uh, I decided to diversify my research and uh, reach out to someone who uh, I think had some uh, considerable, who has some considerable experience. Having lived on three different continents and having traveled to several parts of the world, uh, they have a university background, uh, experience in several stages of adulthood. Uh, they are uh, currently someone who is uh, the head of her department uh, for her, uh, uh, she's the department branch head uh, for a company listed as number 16 in the Fortune 500. Um, so she has some experience of sorts. She's also a self-proclaimed lover of literature. Uh, uh, for the time being, I will refer to this person as the subject. And... <laughs> In the spirit of Trampoline Hall, the subject is someone who I presumed was not an expert on this topic. This presumption swiftly turning into fact when I asked the subject, what comes to mind when you hear the words self-care? The subject responded, what the heck? What the heck indeed. The term self-care in the past 100 years was, not, uh, was most regularly used by doctors as a medical concept. It was used to help patients exercise healthy habits. Uh, and by the 1950s, it mostly involved patients who were considered mentally ill and the elder elderly who required long-term care and were very dependent on a long-term care provider. The term evolved and expanded its reach to the actual he health care workers therapists and emergency medical technicians to who manage uh, trauma or stress uh, that comes with the position of being a healthcare worker. The idea being that one would experience difficulty taking on another individual's problems if one did not take care of oneself. This applied not only to one's physical health but included the mental and emotional aspect as well. When I explained this to the subject, they responded with, oh, you mean like the time I needed therapy? <laughs> this information and the following information is all new information to me. Uh, for the purposes of flow, what I will read to you uh, next is the subject series of responses to my line of questioning uh, while omitting my portion of the dialogue. <laughs> so it reads, Oh, you mean like the time I needed therapy? Because I had depression. Oh, for you know, that time. Well, that time that I had after I had the baby. Yeah, the baby. Well, I don't want to stress you out. Oh, no, I, I didn't get to see a therapist. Well... I read a book and the depression went away. <laughs> well, I was busy and then I forgot about the depression. 
Anyway, that's how I usually deal with stress. I treat myself to a book. If you type in the words, treat yourself, <laughs> in the Google search engine, there are over six million results. The first of which is a YouTube link to a very popular scene from the television show, uh, Parks and Recreation, where uh, it explains how the characters Tom Haverford and Donna Meagle treat themselves once a year to this made-up holiday. Uh, the sentiment being um, they, they treat themselves uh, with what, you may ask? Uh, clothes, <laughs> fragrances, massages, mimosas, and fine leather goods. Uh, this sentiment, which is uh, very much associated with uh, the idea of self-care today, as it currently proliferates in our culture, is uh, perhaps a far cry from the use of the term as it was trending last, um, if you will, in the 70s and 80s by people of color and queer communities. The idea most clearly expressed in 1988 by the African-American writer Audre Lorde in her book, A Burst of Light. She states, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. At this time, I'd like to reveal the identity of the subject. <laughs> she is my mother. <laughs> uh, Belinda Gamoten. I asked her, uh, what are you talking about, the baby? <laughs> she meant me. She, <laughs> she called me the baby. <laughs> Instead of saying you, Daryl. <laughs> um, I said, oh, you mean me. <laughs> Why didn't you say me? She said, because I didn't want to stress you out. My birth was uh, particularly traumatic. It took three days of labor, and uh, the doctors, <laughs> right? She didn't want to stress me out. Um, it was, uh, the doctors predicted death on my end, um, and my mother was basically unconscious for a week after labor. When I asked her, uh, aside from this experience, when you read a book and the depression left, how did you deal with stress? Uh, joking, her first response was, she drank beer. Um, I, I was trying to figure out what the history of this was, like dealing with stress in her family. Asked what, what your parents did to deal with stress. And uh, joking again, uh, she said, the casino um, to deal with stress. Me delving deeper, she said, it was people. And she was a, a bit exasperated at the answer. She was like, people. Um, she surrounded herself with people, and then she specified that it was people that you can be yourself, it was, she specified that she surrounded herself with people that you can be yourself around with. So simple. I will admit that uh, originally I had prepared to do a talk on self-help. I had been reading books about self-help and just randomly listening to podcasts about it. I sent the title Self-Help to, uh, to, to Ali, the curator, 
Um, and what turned out in the invite tonight was Daryl Gamoten talking about self-care. And I, I started to text Stiley and tell her about the mistake. Uh, <laughs> but just out of curiosity, I wanted to see what I can glean out of the, the topic self-care. And uh, I, I wormholed a little bit, and uh, I couldn't get out. Uh, the original talk about self-help might have been funnier. It was uh, definitely coming from a place of anger, and, and sometimes I find comedy in anger. Um, found anger towards uh, the topic. It quite possibly could have been peppered with uh, masturbation jokes, as I believe the self-help topic has ties to, to Freud and is very male-centric genre, which is problematic. Um, uh, what is problematic about the term self-care and what, is, what it now means um, today is, is what's problematic is, is the focus on self. I think the word care very much just disappeared in many ways. And, uh, and it's important because the word care very much involves another person in many ways. Um, the meme of treat yourself focuses on the self aspect, but if you look at the original scene, it involved two people sharing this made-up holiday together and the joy that it gave them. Uh, Audre Lorde and the, the civil rights movement and the, the queer movement of the 70s and the 80s used self-preservation uh, self to galvanize a community, to, to gather a group of people and, and surround themselves with people who were like-minded. Uh, so if anything, I took this self-help, self-care snafu as a gift. Uh, if anything, it helped me connect with my mom and focus less on myself, uh, which then reminded me through talking to her that, you know, maybe there's something to finding a group of people that you can surround yourself with who are maybe like-minded, and that uh, maybe you could be yourself around. Um, that's it. Thank you. Daryl Gamotin, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are there any questions? Yes, I'll lay back on the wall. Yes, up there. Yes. 
What was the book that your mom read that helped her? Do we know? Uh, she, was, she wasn't sure. She was like, oh, I like that Norman Vincent Peale guy. It's wow. something about a salesman. And I'm like, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Og Mandino. And, and I remember she, she mixed up the author, but the, she, uh, it was the, the Greatest Salesman in the World, I think is the name of the actual book by Og Mandino. <laughs> And uh, she found it in this, his book. She, she uh, grew up in, in Nigeria. She was in Nigeria for about uh, 10 years. And her, my grandfather was a, a surgeon. And apparently, the United States gave them like a, a, a stack of books every wow. year, the, the, the hospital. He was a, a surgeon. And um, she would just leaf through the books. And then she came across the Ogmandino book, and she just kept it. Yeah. And it's called the, and it's called the greatest salesman in the world, Something and it's like not by Norman Vincent Peale. But no. is it like is it similar? Like is it a positive thinking kind? Oh, that's all I know yeah, about Norman Vincent Peale. It definitely has like ties to, it's like Christianity, I guess. Or it's, oh, is, it's the, is like the greatest salesman in the world Jesus? I feel I feel it's Jesusy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's very Jesusy in a way. Yeah. Is he the greatest? Does anyone know? Is that <laughs> the? I was like, why would a sales book be inspiring? But all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, is that the? Does anyone know? It's not even a book I've heard of. Does anyone? Th I don't know why I figured you guys would know this. No, so it's a real mystery. Okay. Mystery. Do you know? Do you know? Do you more know more about like what's in the book? I remember picking it up, and uh, I think the first story had something to do with like selling shoes that were tattered. It sounded like he was a hustler. I, I don't know, but um, I didn't continue on with the book. Yeah. All right. So you, okay, but it was, but it's like inspirational. It's not like it was not. It's, it's, not, it's not like yeah. a sales manual. It's like an inspirational no, thing no. about someone who. No, my mom called it uh, motivational books because I, I, I tried to. I asked her about what right. you know about self help, like the idea of self help, and she's like, "What the heck?" <laughs> and um, uh, she, she's like, "Oh, you mean motivational books?" Right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. what you right. refer to. Cool. So there's there's the book. There there. Does that answer your question? Well, it certainly does. Yes. Any other questions? Anything else? People like no. Yes. Back there. Yes. You. What would you say is the difference between self help and self care? What do you see as the difference between self help and self care? Um. So like I warm hold a lot. Yeah. Um. And uh, there's essentially Freud is considered the father of self help, and then uh, this gentleman Alfred. Um, is is the father of uh, did I get that name right? Is it Alfred? Alfred? <laughs> we, let's uh, call him Alfred. He's uh, he's Alfred for the purposes of this. He uh, <laughs> there were essentially two guys. Um, they they were around the same time, and then they 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 had these parlors where they would talk about um, psychology and such. It was all rooted in psychology, and then um, at the end of it, they became enemies. They became like. They're like, no, you stole an idea from me, and vice versa. Um, and then they kind of departed. Uh, Self-help, to my understanding, is like very much focused on um, other people doing things to you in a way. I mean, in accordance to Freud, in a right. way. I also had two hours of sleep yesterday, I'm realizing. Um, and um, <laughs> not because of this, because of other reasons. Um, and then Alfred. This gentleman. <laughs> Does anyone know what the guy's name is? Damn it. I'm oh, sorry? It's written somewhere. Is what? it Carl? Are oh, you thinking Carl Young? Are you it's like not Carl, Carl Young? No. It's not Carl Young. You're like, okay. No, it's. It's another guy. Does anyone know? It's Al. There Al was, something. There was Freud and Carl Young and oh some other God. guy. And. Sh no. Adler. Adler. Yeah. People What's are feeling good name? about Adler. Alfred, Alfred Adler? Thank you. Really? I wasn't wrong. Oh, there you go. Thank you. 
Alfred Adler, he 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 talked about like birth order and um, he, he was very he was uh, considered a feminist in some ways, um, even though. Well, here's the thing. Okay, Alfred Adler, <laughs> in the beginning, he had the, the, he brought on issues about um, homosexuality that were very problematic. Um, he the, he was working on an idea about inferiority complex, and then that tied in with to to homosexuality. But what was interesting was that towards the end of it, when someone approached him about um, the idea of homosexuality, uh, it was like I think in New York, and the social worker came up to him and, and, and said this this dude is living in sin, what do we do about it? And he was like, his question was, um, well, is he happy? And the lady said, uh, to my knowledge, he is. And then he responded, then we should leave him alone. And uh, I, I think that encapsulates for me what um, self-help, uh, self-care is in a way. It's like, what am I saying at this point? Um, well, you're, so this distinction between, so the question was about this distinction between self-help and self-care. Right. And this story that you're telling about Adler being like, oh, that, you know, you don't have to, they're like, oh, we have to fix this guy who's right. gay. And Adler's like, well, if he's, if he's happy, we don't have to fix him. Right. And I think that, what, that what you're, where you're going with this, I'm not sure, is that somehow this is going to illustrate a distinction between self-help and self-care. Correct. Is that helpful? That is helpful. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel you do you feel you can rip finish it off or do you feel like that's as far as you can That might be as far as that's I can That's as far as okay. <laughs> is it like is it like I guess I'm curious cuz for you you've really connected like the self-help thing with the with this sort of freudian grounding or whatever which uh, w- which isn't which isn't true for the self-care thing for you is that right? Correct. I mean, I think what it is or what it was was originally that uh, in 2016 there was a book by this Macedonian writer that um, uh, it was kind of like, um, like uh, it was like almost fan fiction in a way, but it was about Freud's sister, right. and essentially what the book purported was that Freud fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> essentially, what it purported was that um, Freud was uh, misogynistic and uh, fascinated with Nazism, yeah. and um, like, and a slew of other things that I was like. Man, this self-care, self-help thing, self-help sucks, self-care. There might be something to it. So because, so, so for you, you're, that's why the idea of self-care is like a dissociation from all the bad baggage that comes along with Freud. And self-help, yes. Right, yeah. right, and, and that stuff. And you're like, oh, but maybe there's still a way where people can take care of themselves that's not attached into the ba- that baggage. Is that the distinction for you? I think is that's that what like it is, a, yeah. Okay, that seems reasonable. Yeah. So who asked the question? I've lost track, whoever it was. Does that answer your question? Sure, it does. <laughs> Who's got the next question? Who, anyone? Yes, all right. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes. What was the last time? What? You, you, you what yourself? Treated myself. Treated yourself. You treated yourself. Thank you. Sorry to make you say it so many times. Thank you. Um, it's funny. I, uh, I, I go to see this this acupuncturist who's who's kind of um, interesting. His name's uh, tai, tai Chi Iwanu. He, uh, there was he a lecture about him last month. What? Someone talked about him. Who was, anyone here? Does anyone remember? Yeah. Was anyone here? Yeah, right. Okay, we someone talked about him last month. Okay, so go on, go on. <laughs> it's just weird. He's like, it's like he's, he's like around. the sponsor of Trampoline Hall. Go he's on. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see him um, for like alignment. He he puts these beads onto you, and then 
Um, it like aligns your body, these like magnetic beads that you attach to himself. But before that happens, he, he looks at you and he assesses your, your uh, aura, if you will, and then like does like a check and he, he looks at you and he's, he checks and he, he, he does this thing with his finger and he's like, oh, you have um, anger in your lungs or, or, or something to that effect. Um, and then by the end of my last session, he said, uh, he, that was his prescription, was to treat myself. Um, he said, oh. what is it that makes you, what is it that makes you happy? I'm like, um, I, for, for some reason we were talking about uh, uh, sports and, and, and I, I haven't played basketball in a while and it, for some reason th the exertion of, of physical energy makes me, makes me happy. And then um, uh, he was like, you know what? You should treat yourself. You should tell everyone that it's okay for you to buy basketball shoes and you should treat yourself. Um, so I haven't necessarily treated myself yet, but I, I would like to buy some basketball shoes <laughs> in the near future. Wait, and now, now just, to, just to be clear, so it's a, it's a, okay, there's a couple of things I guess I want to know about that. Please. Yeah. <laughs> when, so the question is like, when was the last time you treated yourself? But it's interesting that you're like, oh, like, that the, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's literally, this is the time, like literally the last time you treated yourself is actually in the future. Like under, <laughs> under the advisement of a healthcare professional. No, but I wonder. I wonder if that's true. Like I think for a lot of us, like it's hard to do that. Like is it like, like do you feel like you don't treat yourself in 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 those kinds of ways normally, or or is it just like oh that came to mind because it happened recently, or do you feel like oh no 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 like in order to treat myself, something really special has to happen. Like someone has to like, like measure my aura and then like tell me, <laughs> like like I like I need an, an external instruction to do that or something. You know well, what I mean? Well, I feel like it's it's just with the idea of what treat yourself is now. Right. Um. I like I feel like I treat myself all the time. It's it's like I'm I'm drinking a beer. Right. Right now, you know, I had you know I had I had two donuts today. Right. But you that, know, right, right. It's like, but that's you know what I mean? Like, it's like but I that assume, idea. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, so the, the like shallow parks and recs, like treat yourself. Right. Like that you do, we all do that all the time because right. we live in consumer society. Yes. But I think the thing that, I, th I think the thing that you're saying is like, oh, like a sort of deeper version of like actually taking care of yourself in some useful way is the thing that you're more interested in or something? Is that right? Or am I overreading into this? No, it's, it's, it's a combination of both. Right, right. It's a I combination think. of like both It's a combination things. of both. So I guess like how often do you like, I, I guess to me, like the treat yourself thing is like, oh, how often do you like really treat yourself like in these sort of deep ways that actually constitute some sort of positive version of self-care? Like, is that something you feel like you do a lot or is that something it's hard to find time and energy to do? Or well, I think it's a practice. I, mean, I think the whole idea about self-care is that it should be practiced every day and shouldn't be in reaction to um, like feeling bad right uh, uh necessarily so it doesn't have to be like you don't have to, it doesn't you don't have to wait till you feel bad to take care of yourself you can no. do it before no no no, no. before you feel bad yes, yeah. <laughs> i just assume yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. feel bad eventually it's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay all right so so that is it something do you feel you're like better at that than average people or worse or the same i think in the sense that um in the sense that i i feed myself regularly mm -hmm. i i i groom myself regularly right. cuz there's there's um there's also um, this interactive guide now that you can um, access online where it checks in on whether or not your self-care regimen is is up to date, whether you're taking care of yourself, really? essentially. Yeah, so it asks questions like, um, are you, did you eat today? Right. Did you eat in the last four hours? Right. Did you take the medication that you're supposed to be taking? Right. Um, did, you, um, did you go for a walk or, or things like that? Right. 
right? And I feel like those are things that I, I normally do, so I can't get past the second part. So th there was, there's parts of it where like, I, I fudged it and, and said, no, I didn't take a shower today <laughs> to see where it would go. But then it, it goes... It's not, it's not all right, yeah. You know what I mean? So in that respect, according to that um, online interactive guide, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at the moment. Right, I'm right. But that's like, a that's like a kind of really base level, it sounds like, self-care. Like, are you not like completely... Like, like, like not eating or showering. Yeah. Like, that's not... That's a kind of no, and I, and yeah. I, don't, mean, I don't mean to laugh it because for some people it's like, oh right, if you're really struggling, like you might need to be reminded to do those things, and it's and it's messed up if you're not doing those things. Absolutely, uh, but it also sounds like what people are talking about is something that's like more like taking care of yourself beyond just sort of the basics or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's a different. But the app doesn't check that. The it's like it, a basic it doesn't. No, doesn't. no, it's 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 basically um, basically it's the basics. Yeah, right, okay. it's the All basics. Right. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Anything else like people would like to know? I've, it's been me for a long time. Yes, you in the back. Yes. You describe some images for self-care on Instagram. What are the images on Instagram that come up <laughs> for self-help? Well, I mean, the thing is with, with self-help that it, it and self-care is that sometimes it's it's misconstrued. Like people think that self-help and self-care is the same thing, and a lot of times it's it's the same images. Um, I mean, for the most part, self-help is is tied to lots of very positive quotes about um, success. And, and I think that's the thing with self-help, that uh, th that's one of the uh, major factors between self-help and self-care is that self-help really focuses on the success of a person versus just the self-preservation and the, the, self, the actual self-care. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, great. Any other, anything else? Any other questions you'd like? Anything else? Yes, you, sir. Yes. Did your mother ask why you had chosen her as the person to talk to about self-care? Oh, she has no idea this is happening or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. But um, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> necessarily on purpose. What do you mean it, it was wasn't on purpose? It was in retrospect. Uh, what do you mean it was in retrospect? Well, I, Everything's was, in retrospect. Right. But it was like... I remember her whole life. <laughs> she, it, was, it was more like, hey, what are you, what are you up to? What are you, what's going on now? Oh, and then, I see. Yeah, and so it was like, uh, because, so I'm, I'm an actor, so she was like, do you have anything coming up? So sometimes she likes to check in, and All I'm right. like, well, I'm not, not really, like, I'm, I need to talk in front of people that's uh, something on this day. She's like, well, wh what are you doing? Like, what's the deal? And then that's how the conversation happened. I see. So it wasn't yeah. like you were sitting alone at your desk, and you were like, oh, I have the organizing conceit yes. for my talk. Correct. I'm going to go interview my mother, yeah, yeah, unbeknownst yeah. to her, yeah. and use her quotes. It was more like you were hanging out with your mom, and you're talking about it. And because you're an actor, you're always open. So you're like, oh, this becomes part of what I'm working yes. with or whatever. Yeah. So, so she didn't. So she, it wasn't like you made this conscious super choice or whatever. No. And then she doesn't know that you've chosen, <laughs> that you've used her here. Is there a reason why? Was that accidental? Or were you like, I'm just not going to tell her? or? Um, well, at, at <laughs> towards the end of the conversation, um, when the, the questions got to be more um, frequent, yeah, um, she it, she kind of was like, "Can you use any of this?" And I was like, um, okay. "Well, maybe, yeah." And then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe." And then uh, it just. And then I did. So I'll, I'll tell okay. her. All right. Okay. That sounds yeah. pretty good. All right. I just I didn't want to feel like we were in, we were all complicit in some deception w with your mother. So I'm glad no. to clear no. that up. Anything else? You, anything else? So so the answer of how she felt is I guess she doesn't know. Any any other questions? Anything else people would like to know? Anything else? Uh, any other questions people have? I see a hand pointing. Where are you pointing to? You're pointing to someone else who has a question. Where's the person? Oh, there you are. Yes. What's your question? If you're 
I know your mom said yes, but if she had said no, who was your second choice? If your, your mom had refused to talk about it, did you have a second choice? Is that your question? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I probably would have gone back to the self-help talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I always had in my back pocket. It was just like... That's, yeah. good. That's good. Why did, why did you ask? Sorry? It's just sometimes parents say no. There's not like some specific instance for you where your parents said no and you're working. It just, you're just curious. All right, that's fair. It's, a, it's unfair. All right, I don't know. I, I don't know why I was like, I was like, why would someone want to know that? <laughs> okay, but I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out later. Anything else? Anything else you would like to know? Any other questions? Yes, yes, you, ma'am. So did this bring up any yeah, so when she was talking about the stressful time in her life with, with the baby, or as, as we call him, Daryl, like did that bring up, did that like reflect on stressful stuff for you and how you were cared for? Is that a fair summary of your question? Like, yeah, because it's funny, like she's talking about her own stress, but that's stressful, that is stressful for you. So did that bring that up for you at all? Um, well, I often think about like what the, the, the first three months of, of being a baby has done to affect me, I guess, in lots of ways. Um, because it, it was it was a, a, def, a definitive like separation between the two of us, um, so I always wondered what that would mean. I mean, but like at this point though, I, I think that was something I was more concerned with uh, earlier on. But like as like as an actor or whatever um, <laughs> or artist or or such, uh, I I think like it, there's um, a, a truth gathering that I've come to terms with that I'm like at, at this point it's it's nice to have that information but I don't think it is necessarily something that is traumatizing to me at this point and that was the first time you'd heard about it though that was the first time that you'd understood that your mother had postpartum depression after having Correct. it was during that absolutely during that conversation yeah. so that was news to you two days ago okay yeah yeah cool yeah yeah but and, but you feel kind of okay with it you don't feel like well it's just it's her to it's the way she speaks about it. It's just, I think it's just growing up, there was a, um, the, the way we dealt with stress and, and emotion, I guess, for a large part of it was, was through humor. Right. And the way she approached any of my questions was with like weird sidesteps. And, um, and, and I, I'm not sure if that's necessarily correct, if that's the way we should be, um, talking about issues that are, are fairly serious, I guess. But um, at the same time, it, f it feels like she's fine with it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I should be fine with it. Are you fine with it for yourself? Like, do you strive to be different from that? Or do you use that same strategy or both? The, the, I mean, the humor thing is something that I needed to uh, kind of stomp down a little bit um, in lots of ways in, in, order to, in order for conversation to continue. Because it, it, I, I could have very much... Had to stomp down with your mom in that conversation, you mean? It, in general. Just in, in general, general, in your so life. So it's in something general. that I practice with my mom as well. Like, like okay, stop with the jokes. Let's, right. let's get to the question. Um, because, it, because for me, it was, it was so much easier to end with a laugh instead of the uncomfortable silence after of something of the possible awkward truth. Uh, of such, um, and and sometimes in the conversation the, the, that I had with my mom two days ago, she it, it would get it would get awkward. But then, 
it, it was nice to be able to recognize that we can we can stop with the joke for a second and then and then talk about it and then sit in it in the awkwardness and then continue on with the jokes. All right. Yeah. That sure seems like a really good uh, place to, to end. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up there. Liz Emmon, Daryl Komodo. Traveling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was originally chosen by Ali Waterman. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer is Kate Bars. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, you might also want to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.